Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 32. In this episode, we'll be talking about our featured basic action, Imprisoned, also talking about how the X-Men affiliation could be making a comeback, and we wrap it all up by having the Battle of the Lantern Rings. So let's kick it all off with our featured basic action. Okay, guys, we are here with Zach. How are you doing, Zach? I am great, yeah. thanks. I'm excited for this because we're going to be talking about a... It's our featured basic action, and we're actually talking about a card that has... I would say seeing a uptick in the world of competitive play. It goes in waves. Yeah. Um, and it is Imprisoned, which I think it's in Uncanny X-Men, right? Yeah, I yeah. believe so. Uncanny X-Men, which, you know, that's the second set came out. So it's a four-cost basic action card. And its ability is this die captures any number of opposing characters with a total fielding cost of two or less. This effect lasts until canceled or you damage your opponent, and then you return the captured die to the field. And when you first look at it, you're like, mm, okay. two, two, or, two yeah. or less, right? Because I remember when I played against you, you're like, what is he doing? <laughs> and then when I actually used it, you realize how powerful it is because all your sidekicks, since there's zero fielding costs, those get captured. Yep. Um, if you have, weenie, you know, if you're playing an opponent who uses like a weenie deck, so really cheap characters to field really quickly, they tend to have only zero or one too so you can take out a whole field with one die right yeah i don't know the statistics but even if i mean there's even some of the older cards uh the the filthing costs weren't that high on a lot of cards even today um i think with age of ultron spider-man some of those they started kind of upticking the uh, fielding costs but there's still so many that mm-hmm. have zero or one fielding costs yeah and there's always that risk too because even some of the new ones, at least one face might be a zero fielding cost, so mm-hmm. you're at risk. Um, and so before anybody asks, the Imprisoned does not target, and that's not because we inferred it from anything. There is a specific ruling on the WizKids forums that says Imprisoned does not target, so it does not target, even though I think most people... and It, it fits some of the criteria, <laughs> so, yeah. so people get confused because you have to choose a certain number and you know, point to those and say, hey, these are the ones I'm capturing. So it can be confusing, but it's not because there is a ruling. And so it does not target. Yep. Okay. So let's go into it. So why is this such a powerful basic action that we had to feature it? Well, like you said, or we were talking about is there's so many that have zero or one yep. building costs that you just capture these. So it's, it's, it's kind of one of those cards where if you see it there, you buy it. It changes the game plan. If you have a certain game plan and you see that, um, you need to buy it mm-hmm. because it, it changes the, the whole gameplay. Um, I remember the first time I played it, it was against you and, and it was surprising to see what it does because if you've got a lot out there, especially kind of a wall going on, you could just have them all captured if they're yeah. all zero or one fielding costs. Um, so and, you have to plan for it. Yeah. And, and to do that, if you see it out there, you buy it. Um, whether you can get one or two depends on wh- if you can go, you know, first or second or what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you buy them. Yeah, and we we've seen it especially here locally because one of our one of our extra life events, Nathan won a tournament pretty much using that in Bizarro, and you can see how effective it is because he had one. He had two, and if he had three, it was just crazy, right? Yeah, just you're. 
Yeah, it, it, that was the best out of one. I played him in the final and lost, and I think it came down to whoever went first because um, if I had gone one other turn after that, I would have won. And it was just who was capturing things at the right time and who who is hitting first with having you know the the blank filled out there. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny because the few days before that we had a practice and he brought a team with imprisoned and I won him. And it wasn't because I went first. It was just a very different team where he was doing more of control stuff. And uh, I don't think I well, – no, I did buy one of his imprisoned. But uh, um, I was just able to, to capture his before he was able to capture mine. One of the main things you want to do also to not necessarily counter it but to play the game is buy the imprisoned dice but try not to have anything in your field. If you're just constantly attacking and can be faster um, at attacking and leaving your field empty, then uh, you can you can beat them that way as well. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain to people at home how to like effectively use two of this and do uh, what what I kind of call comboing your imprisons together? Yeah. Yeah. So what you want to do is make sure you if if you're building the team, then you want to try to buy two, three of them if you can. Um, but once you have two of them, you want to make sure you have uh, churn in your, uh, with your dice. So you want to be able to cycle through everything as fast as possible, whether that's with PXG or with uh, superior registration act, something that can get the dice going. Um, so you can get it, uh, hopefully every turn, um, be able to draw it, but if not every other turn or so. And so what you do is, uh, let's say you've captured, uh, five or six of their dice, two or three, whatever. And it's your turn again, and you 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 have another imprisoned. What you can do is um, use like a red red dragon global something to be able to hit them, ping them for one, so it brings back all of their dice um, that you just captured, and then you use your imprisoned again on all of those dice that just came back, including all of the dice that are, are new since the last time you uh, captured all of their dice. That way. You get rid of their whole field again, hopefully all their field, if not, um, you know, most of them. And then it gives you a little more room to attack with what you have and get those things to go through. And then you just keep doing that. Uh, next turn, you roll it again, ping them for one, and uh, re- just, recapture. Yeah, just slowly get whatever you need for your win condition mm-hmm. from at that point to go on. And um, I, I, I hate to say this because I know the KO King's listening, but it's a good way to get around Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> just got dirty looks at me. <laughs> um, um, what, so what are other ways that you can actually use imprisoned? Um, so uh, one way I, I was just trying to think of a few ways where it could be fun is using some uh, uh, some different strategies like a force attack. So if you have a force attack out there on your team the, with the global, and then you have something like uh, the Wonder Girl common, where whenever she's targeted you can redirect it to one of their dice. So if you have her out there as kind of a control card uh, that they can't make, you know, her force attack, but whenever they buy the imprison and try to use it, even though it can't, you know, it's not targeting Cassie, you uh, can force one of their characters to attack, Mm -hmm. thus pinging you and you getting all of the... Getting your characters back. Getting your characters back. So, because you got to plan for it, you know, people are going to know how to play this and they know that they're going to be buying it as well. So you're kind of playing against yourself and you want to make sure you have a team that works well with Imprisoned because most likely they won't. 
Yeah, um, and that's that, that's that's always one of the tricky things I think when you're playing with basic actions is that you got to know how to kind of play against it too mm-hmm. when when you you're, you when you bring it because your opponent can of course use it. Um, and I, I don't know. So do you do you have anything else to say about this card? Because this it is super powerful. If you guys haven't played it before, try it, and you'll you'll see yourself how just oppressive it can be. Yeah, like I said um, before, is uh, Red Dragon is kind of has a double purpose. You can not only uh, get the die for cheaper, but also ping your opponent on those times when you need to do one damage and uh, and take and bring back their field so you can recapture them. But it's nice because with uh, the first turn um, ruling where you only have three, if you can roll that that bolt and get uh, and bring the cost down uh, to two, you could actually buy it uh, turn one. So that way, if you're going turn one, uh, you can you can you can get your your two. However, if you bring Red Dragon, it gives them that option as well. So even though they're only having three, um, so so if you want to try it again, where you maybe are thinking you're going to be going second, you don't bring Red Dragon, and uh, then whoever goes second gets it twice. Yeah. All right, Zach, thanks for talking about Imprisoned, because, like, I, again, if you haven't been to a competitive event, you, you're you missing out, because I think this card has been used fairly often now. You definitely have to plan for yep. it, I think. Yep. All right, so we'll have you back at our roundtable, where I'm going to throw you into the battlefield, and we're going to see which ring reigns supreme. Okay, guys, we are back with the KO King and Steve the Sage. Gentlemen, hey. welcome, welcome. Um, I mean, I, this is a segment that I believe kind of goes with our mantra of let's go look back at old stuff. And this, this affiliation is probably one of the oldest affiliations in Dice Masters, and that is the X-Men affiliation. Well, it's an original affiliation. So. I think it's one of the affiliations that when new players come in, they want, they're like, oh, I want to make an X-Men team, and then they make one, and they're like, it's uh, <laughs> maybe an Avengers team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're playable uh, as a team. It, it's a little tricky, but it is playable. But the, some of their cards work out better. Yeah. So how, how about we just get the cat out of the bag? The reason why we're looking back at the X-Men team is the recent Deadpool set has brought a couple cards with X-Men affiliation or hating on the X-Men affiliation that has uh, made us think, hey, maybe we should see what we can do with some of these older stuff. So, of course, you got your multiple man, which I think we can all agree is pretty effective for what it does. I don't know about the rest of the X-Men, but it's effective uh, on his own. He's a swarmer. Yeah. The, there's there's one thing before we really get into it is um, remember that there are cards that are mutants that are not necessarily X-Men. Mm-hmm. So like Nightcrawler. Um, well, and affiliations aren't one all... One of the angels is not an X-Men right. affiliation. All that... So. All the affiliations don't necessarily transition to all their cards. So some yeah. rarities have it, like Psylocke has one that has X-Men affiliation, but with all affiliations, they don't necessarily, oh, so-and-so's uh, X-Men, It's gonna that means that they're an X-Men in all mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, like uh, Quicksilver is an X-Men and a villain. Right, yeah. same yep. with Scarlet Witch. Uh-huh. Uh, Scarlet Witch. All right, so where do we want to start? Because, if you, yeah, I'll, I'll get lost in that. Well, I think... I think uh, just going off that, the Scarlet Witch uh, from Deadpool is a great one. I love yeah. the new Scarlet Witch. Oh, the rare. 
My favorite. Right, she deals two damage to all. So no, she deals one damage one da- to her opponent, one damage to yourself. You can you can tell I've read this card and said it to my opponents a lot of times. One damage to every non-fist character and two damage to all fist characters on the field. <laughs> yeah, she's great. I liked using her with the X twenty three when I used it in. Uh, I can't remember where because I don't have the card, but I think I was using it at Ken's house mm-hmm. to ramp up my X twenty three. So, uh, uh, but the. To go along with that, if, uh, as we mentioned, some characters have villain and X-Men, the common AVX Scarlet Witch is a three cost, and she's an anti-X-Men. You get to deal one damage to each, to your opponent for each X-Men character they have uh, active in the field for each villain that you have. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of... Kind of balances that out a little right. bit on both sides. So my two there there's a combo that I like with the X-Men affiliation probably my favorite two card combo uh for life gain and I know we talked about life gain last week and I didn't mention this but the Kitty Pride uh OP card says when you sp- you may spin down a friendly character with an X-Men affiliation to give Kitty Pride plus 2 plus 2 until the end of your turn so you can use that anytime you can use a global. And then Marvel Girl is when you are attacked, you may spin up Marvel Girl one level if you do gain two life. So you have that ability to, like, spin Kitty Pride up, give her stats, spin down Marvel Girl so you're able to spin her up when your opponent attacks. So you keep kind of that cycle going, spin down, spin up, spin down, spin mm-hmm. up. So uh, another one that I like that I think gets overlooked uh, especially if you're a control player, it's not that uncommon to have more than two characters in the field. Namor becomes unblocked if you have two or more characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, always a good. This one. this is a good draft card, by the way. My right, bad, mm-hmm. that I think people overlook because I've mm-hmm. gotten past to me before. I'm like, really? Right. So if I'm yeah. doing a full X Men affiliation team, he's usually going on there because he becomes an unblocked character, unblockable character, has decent stats. So I like to add him. Uh, one that I'm looking forward to add is the Negasonic Teenage Warhead, specifically the one that has the underdog. And I know underdog doesn't work all the time, but if I can attack and have underdog, she's going to give me a three-cost character that's going to spin up to three or six. Yeah, she's six on her top six end. Six on her top level. Yeah. So that's pretty good stats for a three-cost character. Um. So the other new one that I really like is the Stepford Cuckoos. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, I really like the ability to move characters, whether it's my own or my opponent's. So I like the one that actually does both. You do both, both the uncommon? Yeah, yeah I like yeah. the uncommon that does both because I always have something in my field I want to get rid of and refill. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? And I've discovered using that. If you use that in Superhero Registration Act, you actually buy her first and then the Superhero Registration Act. You can, you force your opponent to making bad decisions or you, you, you force them to not being able to counter that Superhero right. Registration Act because you field her first. They If they only have one character on the field, they just KO'd it. Mm-hmm. You KO your Stepford Cuckoos, then you play your Superhero Reg- Registration Act, guaranteed three die that you just right. pulled. Yeah. And any time, this is another one of those situations where we've talked a lot about, Kevin, where you can force your opponent to make a decision. And yeah. it's a catch-22. Like, you're going to KO them or, or not, 
and or I'm going to play my stuff for cuckoos, then you can't. So it's just always yeah. this good balance mm-hmm. of forcing bad decisions. Yeah, and, and the, I, uh, what I love about that combo is because then your opponent knows, guess what? You're doing it again next turn, pro- most right. likely because she's already in the prep area. Right. And, go. and just so you know, some people like to KO their characters. No. I've heard there's those kind of no. players out there. Stepford Cuckoos. Steve, you ever heard of this? <laughs> no, I, I, I never. <laughs> the Cuckoos get around that. They don't KO. They just move it to the prep. So if your opponent, let's just say, has a, and I don't like to say this out loud, if your opponent has a scarecrow <laughs> in the field. And yet he's going to say it anyway. Well, right. we, we mentioned two counters to scarecrow. Right. In this if, if your opponent has a scarecrow in the field, that's a great opportunity to get rid of that so he can't KO it. Right? Get it out of the field so they can't KO that character and and move on, which, you know, if, uh, which I doubt it'll ever happen, but if Scarecrow ever gets more competitive, that may be a, a great counter to him. <laughs> but he's not very good, so don't worry about playing him. <laughs> <laughs> now, every, everybody knows Professor X, but they forget the Professor X from the AVX, which is actually very good. What, what was his ability again? It's a reroll, isn't it? That keeps from happening <laughs> uh no it's the one where they have to uh pay for using globals or uh let's see I believe it's they, the rare they have one that- oh yeah yeah it's the five cost so the uncommon yeah. while professor x is active your opponent cannot use actions or global abilities he or she can pay two life to prevent this effect for the rest of the turn i like how they put he or she in there and yeah. i've never noticed yeah, that what, before <laughs> what i struggle on with that one is that it's uh they only have to pay it once you know, and it kind of allows. I don't know. Two life is term. is pretty expensive when when you're starting to get down there, right? And and if you're in this affiliation, I think it's good. But if if not, you have, I'm, you know, a Jinzo that's a six cost. That's every time they use it. Yeah. yeah so I, yeah. I'm actually looking at all three of them. If the, I like the one that forces your opponent to pay two life to reroll their dice because yeah. that is a pain in the backside. Yeah. You yeah. don't realize how much that reroll is important until you can't do it and you're like. Suck. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty rough. Yeah, the even the rare. It's while Professor X is active, your opponent cannot field characters. He or she can pay two life to prevent this effect for the rest of the turn. Right. Yeah. So you get him and you play an aggressive team, and they have to right. pay, mm-hmm. pay it. Right. So there, as we as Steve mentioned, a Professor X in AVX gets overlooked. There's also Storm. For well, yeah, of course. We, all storm. <laughs> it, literally every storm is playable. And some of the new ones even, even the new ones are. even become more viable than the old ones. I think it's the uh, rare. The rare does one damage one when you damage play. every time you use but an the un- action. Uncommon is pretty powerful, too, because then your opponent can't roll your basic actions. Right, uh, which um, she's like Constantine. Constantine and Storm, to me, are those characters that... You could build a whole team with Storm and Constantine. It'd probably be pretty competitive. Yeah, yeah and we're 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 by uh, contract have to mention Storm or the Brown Messiah would just rage quit on us. Yeah, yeah it'd so. be interesting. I want to build a full Storm team. There's enough. I think there's nine or ten. Just do a full eight character Storm team. It'd probably be pretty good. Sheep, uh, you know they they some of them had decent stats. Just the fielding, add. A, a good basic action that'd be a pretty fun team now the, there's one character uh that gets overlooked a lot and that's beast he's really good yeah uh, keep in mind that was the og ramp yeah. right yeah <laughs> yeah 
And he uh, does life gain, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he does. He does, he does. He does yep. both. Actually. He gives you ramp. He gives you life gain. Uh, there's a lot of good ones. There's even good ones in the um, in the Age of Ultron ones. Yeah, there's Age some of Ultron beasts are pretty good. Uh, my favorite beast, unfortunately, is a villain. Oh, it's the Doctor yeah. ne- Evil yeah. ne- Nemesis or whatever right. what it is. And I love that nefarious one. Genes- ne- and nefarious Genesis. Nefarious Genesis. Every time you block uh, with him, you're you can buy a character of two or less for free. Yeah, I just so, like the yeah. subtitle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the art's pretty awesome too. So, and then you have Cerebro that allows, uh, you know, if you have, for instance, if you paired Cerebro, unfortunately, it's a five cost common. I is, believe is that one that increases the fielding cost to two. No, so Cerebro, the five cost will knock out a a character, one of your opponent's characters every time you field a X Men affiliation. Ah. So, if you paired that, say, with Stepford Cuckoos, you could. Knock out and move one character to prep for every time you move it. So you could clear two characters for, from your opponent's field every time you fill the Stepford Cuckoos, which could be good because you can KO one and you can um, just move one. So the one card that I love out of uh, another out of Spider-Man, because we all love Spider-Man's yes. best <laughs> set out there. Um <laughs> Spider-Man. So there's a, a Wolverine, the rare, that when any other X-Men, one or or two or more X-Men are removed from the field, you can sacrifice Wolverine and return the X-Men-affiliated characters back to the field. So you could use, for instance, a... I don't know if you paired that with some like fabricators talisman. or talisman... Knock out a bunch of your characters, eliminate the field of your opponents, sacrifice your Wolverine, then you're going to go in untouched. Um, I originally played this and have since been overruled and right, locally so. don't so, leave j- me. Just submit, submit a rules forum question. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. So Wouldn't would, that be great? You submit a rules forum question, the answer, and then Dr. J is going to have to read oh, it on that'd air. Be good. <laughs> that would be good. That'd be good. You'd have to say I was right. <laughs> So what I would do, uh, and I think I got a, a tournament in before someone said I can play it that way. I was attacking. I would attack. My opponent would let it all go through where I'd have unblockable for some reason. And then I would sacrifice my Wolverine and I'd bring my whole field back. So I there's questions yeah, on there's, timing. Yeah. I mean, K, KT kind of convinced me he might be right, but still I like it. So <laughs> I'm not Doctor J, man. I, I can be right occasionally. <laughs> so, but there are possibilities if you're going to run an, an X Men affiliated team. I think there's definitely a lot of possibilities, uh, especially uh, with, with the Wolverine. new Deadpool set. Yeah, there's some. Uh, it's just opened up the the, the team affiliation, and and I would really like to hear back from the listeners if they've got a a, a good. Yeah. X-Men team. That would be, you know, great. Yeah, that's what I'm loving about these sets recently It's they're bringing back these old affiliations where you can go look back at old teams and see what you can put together, and it's a good time for Dice Masters. Yeah, what I like it, about it really the is. X-Men affiliation is that you there's been at least, it feels like, one or two characters in every Marvel set. So I can pull from AVX, Uncanny... Uh, Age of Ultron would be the one I don't know. Spider-Man, Deadpool. So I could pull one character from each set and have this affiliated. That you, you got to work to make it be a really cohesive team, but there's definitely possibilities, and it can be uh, 
aggressive. The other thing that you got to realize is if you were doing an affiliated team where it's required to have affiliation, if you want PXG, this is your one option. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. And so a lot of players will, will go that way. Uh, they'll usually play it once and realize that it's not worth it. But I, there are ways to make this affiliation work. Yeah, and we're not even bringing up such cards as Phoenix and Cyclops, which are just yeah. devastating, and Colossus yeah. are just yeah. devastating when you can play them. They're higher-cost characters, right. but uh, that Cyclops... Uh, yeah. That Cyclops is I don't brutal. know, six He's breath a- weapon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. All right, guys, um, thank you so much for talking about the X-Men affiliation. If you guys at home have built one or if you have questions on what you could slot into your team and stuff, we always love hearing from you guys. So shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or facebook.com slash doubleburst. Um, guys, I'm, I'm excited for our next segment because you guys are on the same team now. Now I'm going to throw I'll, you guys. I'll be in, on the winning team. I'm going to throw you guys into the pit and make you guys go against each other in our battle of the rings. Okay, guys, we are here with the full crew. We have Ken, Steve, Zach, and Russ all together. Normally our roundtables, we're pretty on the same side. This side, this time I've thrown them into a cage, and they're going to have a cage match to the death. I didn't tell them about the cage match, but oh well. Um, It'll stay civil. Dr. <laughs> so, J's not here. <laughs> so what we have done this time is each of them will champion a specific energy type, and I've tasked them to lobby for each of their energy types. If a new player, say, came up saying, hey, I want to build a lantern, rare lantern ring team, which energy type should I play and build? So right now we have Steve as your masks. Kenneth will be bolts. Russ will be fists. And Zach will be shields. Um, gentlemen, no fisticuffs. I'm looking at you, Russ. I'm looking at you. I, I know you're a wrestling coach, so no fisticuffs. Um, so... Where should we kick it off? Let's start out with the Let's start, origin, out, with start out with that yeah. really creative bolt. Over yeah, the there. most famous of all the lantern ring teams. The, the one, team. the one true lantern ring well, energy. Yeah. You could the argue bolt. it because it does lantern ring itself. Well, is a lantern bolt. ring is a bolt, yeah. and and in bolts is where you'll find uh, some of the most effective ways of reducing the cost of the lantern ring in the form of red dragon and thousand dragon globals. Um, it's also got the most effective way to create the energy in your reserve pool in the uh, Iceman Global from Uncanny X-Men. Where you pay one bolt. Too cool for words. Yeah, you, you pay one bolt and spin all of your sidekicks to their bolt face, and you can use the ones that are in your field or in your reserve pool. Um, it's also got my personal favorite card in the entire game, uh, Apocalypse, that... Uh, you you get your field stacked up with uh, with bolt characters, and you field apocalypse reroll all of your opponent's characters. They they take damage for everything that comes up energy, and all of your characters. And if they come up energy, if they're all bolt characters, it just makes his ring uh, damage that much more. Uh, there's also Miri Riam, who gets. She benefits from just having the lantern ring in the field because that's another uh, lan- lantern color. Yeah. Now you can field a two-cost <laughs> character from your use pile. So you, you get a couple of cheap bolt characters in your use pile and field a couple of Mary Reams once you have your lantern ring available and you're getting two characters for one for each of that. I don't want to agree with you because I think the bolt's lame, but 
that <laughs> apocalypse. If people are playing the oh. game without the apocalypse, they're missing largely yeah, that's, on what they should do. That's one of those like th- apocalypse. I like to put them on there as if if I come up against um, a control team, especially something with uh, zombie Magneto that is going to shut down a lot of my smaller guys. Although he doesn't shut down the ring anymore. Mm-hmm. But if he's going to shut down abilities and just make it hard for me, uh, if I focus on getting that apocalypse out there, he can clear the field and do a lot of damage all on his own, and there's no downside for the person who plays it. You know, if if my characters roll as characters, cool, I get to attack. If they roll as energy, it it makes whatever's left uh, hit that much harder with the ring. Yeah. Plus, it's just a fun card to play in general. I, I played it a couple of weeks ago, and I was just enjoying it. Yeah, you get to roll yeah. things. Apo- the, the promo apocalypse <laughs> is just, it's a riot. And you're forgetting your uh, shield agents. Yeah. Yeah, shield agents are a good, a good solid two-coster. Two two you can re-roll them. And the, um, the, yeah, they, you can re-roll. Yeah, you can re-roll them, and you can also use them to get rid of your opponent's pesky Avengers if there's, like, a Hulk in your way. Uh Another another one of the cheap two costs that's kind of fun with it is Rocket Raccoon, who does another ping damage on his own every time he attacks. He does damage to both players, but it still does more damage. That's and, fun. And then I think we would agree, probably out of all the teams, it's probably the quickest. It yeah. it In can go pretty yeah. fast. Uh, one I thing I will disagree, but we'll get to that later. It, one one thing that is kind of mandatory to get it to work really well, especially with Iceman, is you've got to have Professor X, who's a mask character. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's one of the few uh, ring teams that lantern ring teams that doesn't rely on on swarm. Yeah, yeah. I, and really, I mean, you could use uh, Foot Ninja, the Foot if you Ninja, really swarm. And there's a couple of the Foot Ninjas. I mean, you can use the Foot Ninja that's either either the ones that's an ally and use Iceman with it and spin them to their single bolt face, or you can use the swarming one to get more uh, swarm damage going too. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of masks, Steve, how about you want to take the mask team? This is my person. Okay, I'm I'm gonna try and be impartial, but. Masks are my favorite ring ting type. You're allowed to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right. <laughs> Steve, well, I defend think, my honor. Uh, with with the new set comes out, it all starts with multiple men. Uh, you, getting six masks out there, you know, with the possibility of swinging for up to ungodly amounts <laughs> with all those multiple men out there. Nathan's already paired that multiple man with, I think it's a flying car. Yeah, with a ring, and it's ridiculous. It's it's extremely ridiculous. Plus, you you've got you know you've got some really good mass characters. Of course, P- Professor X. I yeah, mean, how can you not? <laughs> just just to get all those in there. Then you've got uh, from the Civil War set. You've got uh, the Clayface that can make a side a sidekick a mask. Which so if you don't have enough masks, you if you get- don't have enough, you can at least get some in. Um, I also like the Beholder, the common. Of course, Zach likes yeah, the I, too. Yeah, I swear I just saw Zach just broke up. <laughs> what? 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 Um, and then on the other side of that, I do like the oppressive nature of some of the masks. I mean, the reason why yeah, I started yeah, there's, was... There's a lot or, of control in the masks. Yeah, there is. Oracle was my, my impetus mm-hmm. of starting down that... Yeah, Ra- Raven's another really good one. Mm-hmm. Keeps, yeah. keeps all of your stuff You've just Yeah, your whole team just can't... Be, you, yeah, and... 
most of the Batman stuff is all masks. Uh, so not to uh, to help Steve, but I played a, a ring multiple man team not too long ago. I thought that was your satchel team. Yep, that too. <laughs> so the biggest yeah, thing for there. me, I think, what works really well is uh, distraction or blink transmutation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you have those because globals you, too. Yeah, so you, you, you're attacking with all these multiple men, you know, uh, after you've gotten them all with their swarm. You get them all out in the field, and then you swing with all of them. Let's say you have six out there and you have six masks. You're doing a lot of damage. But let's say if you just have a couple... You're hitting them with the masks, and then you use those masks that you had in your field already to to distract them back to just do it again next turn. Uh-huh. And then if you have any leftovers, PXG with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. or you can distract your opponent's attackers. Yeah, exactly. So I, it's got some control uh-huh. elements too. Yeah, I, I actually like using instead of distractions, blink transmutation for that one, just because then you, if I need to use the action dice, yeah, I'm just like, sure, you got to block yeah. it. Um, there's so many good control cards with masks. Um, not so much. Uh, multiple man was really the only swarming one. With I, I think the one that people don't look at often either is parallax. Yes, parallax is off. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. y- okay, when are you going to really buy him that often? I really don't. Like not not that much. But when he's on the field, his ability for masks is you get another extra die, and when you're playing a ring team, the more the merrier, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, One thing that, in general, that people ought to consider is crossover characters when it comes to ring teams. Yeah, Russ, the coolest crossover character ever, Hal Jordan. It's lame. It's ridiculous. So cool. So cool. (laughs) Steve agrees with me. I agree. (laughs) Totally. If I I remember right, that's a mask bolt character. (laughs) So he works on either team. (laughs) So are we saying Russ is double wrong? There's a lot of masks out there, and I think if you were to pull the community, the masks and the rings seem to be the... The biggest combo yeah. right now, most yeah. successful. Like Steve, do you run in, do you run into the problem that I do is when you start building a mask green team, you're like, but I want this, I want this, I want this, and you have like sixteen cards, and you're like, yeah, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's that way with a lot of uh, ring teams, but it's hard to narrow it down to just you know seven cards. Really hard to narrow it down to seven yeah, cards with the mask. the mask ring kind of has. The opposite problem as the bolt ring with that, where there's a few, there's a handful of cards that are bolts that you absolutely want to include, and with masks, there's so many that you want to include. I mean, it's hard to pick the handful that you get. Yeah, you, you look at, I mean, even uh, Beast from the AVX, mm-hmm. <laughs> just morphing jar, morphing, yeah, morphing jar, jar. get him out and make it pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. All right, so just because I like making. Russ, wait. Zach, do you want to talk about <laughs> shield ring teams? Why should you go embrace the power of the shield? So all your points are invalid because of one reason. Bard. Yeah. <laughs> you throw Bard on anything and it's better, right? <laughs> no, I, 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 think, uh, I think shield is good because of... Uh, I, I mean, it depends on what you're going against. If you're going uh, you know, ring team versus ring team, this has some advantages because there's some good things to uh, control items like Jinzo, uh, either the rare or the other one where you can uh, discard uh, an action. An action. Yeah, the common. Is that the so, common? Uh-huh. Yeah, you probably don't want the uncommon because then it would, pro- it would get rid of your, your ring as well. But um, a couple other ones that I really like um, would be ones where you want to attack, but 
keep them in the field. Kind of kind of like what I was saying with distraction. Mm-hmm. So there's Alfred, the uncommon Alfred. When he gets knocked out, re-roll a die, bring him back. So you attack with them, uh, get the damage from the, the ring. And then if they block them, great, you know, they go back. If they get knocked out, you get to re-roll them, put them back. If they go through, just that much yeah, more damage, one more, right? you know, at least one more damage. And sometimes that's all you need when you're playing a ring team. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you might want to bring some sort of buff maybe to, to buff some of those. Um, to that, use those unnecessary energies, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what you could do is, um, I, I can't remember which one it is, but there's pay a shield and give them defense, uh, plus, plus one defense. And mm-hmm. then you could use like the Kal-El global and actually swap it. So you could do the damage, use those global to swap it if they don't block them. If they do, buff them up a little bit so they stay in the field. Another one would be... Um, well, let's not forget the, the zombie. Yeah, some of the, the, the meta cards that even without a ring team, you know, your Constantines yeah. and your Z-Mags. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Z-Mags, um, unfortunately, doesn't uh, help against other ring teams, as it's been ruled. But um, against a lot of other teams, it'll just shut them down. And since uh, we've, it's kind of been on the uh, rules forum, and we've talked about it a bit. The Maria Hill, with that yeah. new uh, new ruling where she doesn't have to be active. So you you get a couple of those in your turn. You pull her out. Maybe you have a Jinzo. Um, maybe you have the Zombie Magneto, or maybe it's just some other Alfreds you want to get out in the field. If you want to make a quick team, buy a bunch of Alfreds, a bunch of Maria Hills, get them all out in the field with a with a ring, and you can do some damage pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, no, any love for rare Umber Hulk? I just try to get yeah, him on it. I mean, it's not it's not the fastest <laughs> thing, and if you have something like Modok out there that's going to prevent some rolling and things like that, then uh, which is also a, a shield character. Um, yeah, Modok really hurts my bolt team. Yeah, so the, mm-hmm. there's some good control yeah. elements. E- even uh, Lockjaw. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, people tend to get weenie characters out. So like, there's there's another ring you, you could throw on there with Cassie Sands, Mark, the Wonder Girl. Oh yeah, we, yeah. we can't forget also. about that. I know, yeah, I know you enjoy like playing with control. her. Yeah, it's hard because she doesn't have the best fielding costs, um, and and if you're attacking a lot and they're letting her through, you have to pay for those fielding costs. But a good control element where she can't be targeted. Yeah. So that'd be and good. and if you add in the ring of magnetism, you can shut down any targeting that your opponent yeah. might be doing. Except that's yeah. a filthy, filthy she mask. Can, she can do. She can. <laughs> those two things create kind of a, a hard time for your opponent, and uh, especially if you're looking at a longer game against a control-oriented team, it can be a really good thing to include. There's also some decent globals that that, that have shields that would work. You know, yeah, I, resurrection. I, like, I, and, resurrection and, works well. Yeah, I like transfer power transfer because power. what transfer happens, power. yeah, is especially with ring teams. You guys notice this? You'll have that giant wall that sure your opponent can block everything, but there's usually one or two that may be able to get through. So that transfer power might just be the what you need. Yep. Um, okay, so we've covered all the energy types, right? Yeah. Uh, yep, we're done. Yep, Pack we're it done. in. Yep, Let's go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so before Russ kills all of us, uh, Russ, uh, how about them uh, fists, you know? Well, the good right. thing about the fists is you just want to punch them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so I know there's arguments about timing and speed. I believe that fists can be the fastest, and this is why there is a card... Spidey the Amazing that halves your life's opponent or halves their life of your opponent with three fists. So this would have been the team that I took to the latest WKO, but I couldn't make it out to Colorado. 
and it still has some some work to it, but pretty consistent turn four or five kill. So on that, I have Hellhound, which does the... Which one, is a fist I think all of us forgot about until we were like, wait a minute. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> right. He does a one damage when he attacks, and then Cobalt, but which, not for the swarm. Oh, so I I do have that filthy mask Professor X on there, just because of, of speed and time. Well, the fact so. is that with any of these, you want to have a whole bunch of energy in your reserve pool, and the easiest way to do that is with Professor X, mm-hmm. right? So it's more of just a speed. Steve didn't have to cheat for his team. Yeah. So <laughs> so it's a three cost Hellhound. When he attacks, deal one damage to target character or opponent. So. That gives you an opportunity to ping away blockers or just another ping to your opponent. So I use Cobalt, Iron Fist, which gives me protection, but also allows me to move my Spidey over. So usually my first purchase is Iron Fist and two mat, and then I'll keep for Professor X, get Iron Fist in the field, and then as fast as I can purchase Spidey, I get... Uh, I also have Blue Eyes on my team because... Anytime you can KO a character, it hear that a bolt and a mask. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) the other thing that is a fist is Scarecrow, which you know. So I have never heard of it. So I have that guy on my team for any time I need it. But basically, about turn four or five, you get Spidey, a bunch of Cobalts for their fists, maybe a Hellhound, and then I also use Grodd for the global. Uh, Grod from the newest set Grod, global yep. that yeah. that allows you to turn a sidekick to a fist. Plus, he's unblockable. So yeah, so if it comes down to it, he's unblockable. So I attack with Spider Man, and then it's a matter of timing. Do I choose to pay first to half their life, or do I use the ring damage then half their life? So it depends on what's going to give me most. Typically, you want to half them first and then add the ring damage, but it'll take away the three fists. So there's a lot of timing that comes into when you attack. Also with Hellhound, do you want to ping away the blockers or do you want to add it to your opponent? But usually it's hard for them if with Spidey and others in the field, it's hard for them to survive. So it's fast and it's awesome. All right. So, you know. Punch him in the face. You're also forgetting anger issues, which. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anger issues is my action and I Mm -hmm. use it for the global. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots of punching. Fist. Many, many punchings. All right. So we've kind of heard all of you guys' statements. And we all know I'm right. Um, (laughs) Biases aside, what do you guys think is personally, like, if if I didn't have you guys going against each other, what do you think out of all these teams would you see as the most viable? Anything but shield, honestly. I have never seen someone effectively use a shield ring team. It depends. If you're looking control, I think mask or shield. If you're looking aggro, it's fist or bolt. And really what what allows fist to be even in this conversation, as much as I love fist, what allows fist to be in the conversation is a mass character. No, speed (laughs) and aggression is Iron Mm -hmm. or Spidey the Amazing. When Mm -hmm. I can half someone's life, because with this as a ring team, you know, Captain America is always an issue with ring teams. Captain America doesn't get around uh, Spidey the Amazing. I, so. I used that Spidey the Amazing not on a ring team, but I used it against uh, when when someone was running the Phoenix Force promo that your characters can only do one damage. I went, well, fine, then I'll just use Spider-Man <laughs> and cut your life in half. And I, I only need to do one damage. Um, 
I, I, I think that uh, Fist and uh, Bolt are the fastest, probably Bolt being the fastest. Um, I, I do like the points that Zach brought up about S.H.I.E.L.D. It's, it, it's really not been tested that much, but uh, there's a lot I, I of I feel potential. like there's something there, especially that with that Maria Hill rolling. Really that Maria Yeah, Hill with the now. Maria Hill to be determined, I, I, I think that could change it. I would that, like to see it in that, play. That Maria Hill ruling can really, really speed up shields. Yeah. And I, I hope to see either, maybe I'll throw one together, or I hope to see someone do it. I've messed around a little bit with uh, rings of every other energy and to varying degrees of success and I know that they are all viable I just haven't seen the shield be used very well yet yeah. One thing uh, we, we didn't mention but would probably universally work well on all of these is the rare lantern ring is the rare <laughs> no, um, um, I think uh, Rip Hunter's global works really well because oh, yeah. you, because yeah. you yeah. want to get things out there you want it and so later in the game or even early I mean it just it just allows you to get to those characters faster so those things help as well mm-hmm. yeah. so okay so as you guys can see um, I, I honestly think it the game has evolved because when you first when when you first said lantern ring teams when when it, it was, came it out it was bolt it's bolt and, or nothing right Fist is yeah. greatest mm-hmm. um, but now we've kind of seen all of them and I want to hear from all of you guys what do you guys think is the best energy type to have a ring team because you know I know all of these guys have dabbled in a little bit of each of them I just think it's more fun when I most make them successful right now in com- competitive is mask mask There's a yeah, lot mask. of mask has seen some like, serious success I have personally had really good success with bolts also mm-hmm. yeah bolt. I'm telling you, if you're playing Bolt Ring Team and you haven't tried the Apocalypse, it, oh, it so, drastically so, changes. So yeah, good. Drastically it's, changes. It's a seven-cost character, but when you look across from you and you see a lot of control elements, it is absolutely worth making that seven-cost mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, and, and there's a side effect of that Apocalypse that I don't think people remember is because since that energy goes to your, your to your reserve pool, if your opponent doesn't have any globals to use that energy on, it goes to the use pile at the beginning of the oh, turn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. You, it's, it's beautiful. A, it's a strong field clear on the other side. It buffs itself with the ring. There's just no downside to it, aside from the cost. Like, the, the worst thing about it is the cost. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get past paying that seven, it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, thank you so much for this. I always enjoy it. Um, and you, like I said, I want to hear from you guys, the listeners, what you feel, because... Believe me, there's a lot of pride going on in this room right now. So, whatever you determined guys- for everybody to understand how great fists are. Yeah. So write in and let us know how good your bolt team is. Yeah. So double burst at ktdata.net or facebook.com forward slash double burst. I can't wait to hear what you guys think about your favorite ring teams and who's right in this group because bolts. Yeah. Fist. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you think about the X-Men affiliation, or what do you think makes the best energy type for a Lantern Ring team? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Of course, check out doubleburst.com for previous episodes, places to record. It's free, and, you know, cool articles that we post. Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. Check them out if you live in Utah, and if not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. They have an awesome Dice Masters single store. Big thanks to you guys for listening. We all appreciate it. Happy 2017, and until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.